What's up, guys? I'm Sky. And I'm Kamisha. Welcome to Multiversatility University. M-U. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to the new year and our second spring semester. Uh, we have invited back educator Nadia. Hello. Yes. Hello, hello. Oh. <laughs> Welcome oh, back. Okay. Thank you. Um, and we are going to catch up with her. As you may recall, last year, she talked about celebrating Black History 365, and she has transitioned into some other things. And so we are going to talk today about that transition and some of the reasons why. Welcome, Nadia. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you. So what have you been up to and what do you have going on in 2022? Yeah, so since I last spoke with you all, I uh, was part of the Great Resignation. I I did not sign my contract for another school year with the school that I was at, deciding to just take some... uh, at the at first did not really fully sure what I was going to do but knowing that I needed to not return to my oh sorry for the car sound um needed to not return to my school um uh for another school year and I needed a break so um right now I am kind of a little bit of a jack of all trades I've been mm-hmm. doing a whole lot of everything um nice. education yeah education wise but have mostly been focused on um, finding my niche and kind of figuring out where I want to focus my my work. And I think that that is going to be um, what I'm what I'm well, I think it's going to be slash what I'm doing the most work in right now is around supporting schools and digitizing their curriculums mm. um, and uh, and also in in writing and editing curriculum. So it has more of a diversity, equity, and inclusion focus. So using the skills I have to, um, and my love for curriculum writing to support, uh, to support schools and kids. So, uh, yeah, that's kind of what I'm doing right now. And looks like what I'll be doing into 2022. That is amazing. I find that, um, currently a lot of Um, educators are getting into curriculum writing now what I will say though is that I've also realized that curriculum writing is is not necessarily for everyone right like there has Mm -hmm. to be a love for it and then there has to be kind of um, as with anything um, a drive right behind that whole um, writing or even rewriting curriculum and so I definitely seen kind of an uptick in the curriculum writing for sure lately yeah yeah um yeah it is definitely I've been yeah I've I've been working with some um with some uh I don't know if I'm allowed to name folks but I've been working with some big clients and it is definitely uh there are definitely you know schools and organizations that are looking for folks just because you're a teacher doesn't mean um, and all of us, all, all teachers or most teachers are really wonderful educators, but that doesn't mean that you have um, curriculum expertise. And for some folks, it's just not their ministry. You know, they love being with the kids. They love all of those pieces. But the lesson planning, 
the research um, can be really daunting. And specifically as a history teacher, um, my focus really is on uh, helping schools to improve their history instruction. Um, so in, improve the content that they're offering to students, improve the way that they are engaging students in conversations around content and so on and so forth. So um, yeah, I'm excited to be part of this conversation because I think lots of schools, lots of kids are asking for more culturally responsive, um, uh, whatever the buzzword is right now. I think it's still culturally <laughs> responsive, more culturally responsive, less harmful curriculum. And it's one thing for teachers to go through a training. It's another thing for them to be part of a, be part of an overhaul and be, um, part of a, of a really organized overhaul. And that, that is my ultimate goal, um, is to help schools and teachers to really, um, change the way they're teaching history. So we'll see. (laughs) So Nadia, you mentioned that you weren't quite sure what you were going to do, but you knew what you didn't want to do. So what did you find sort of like both most challenging about this transition and also rewarding? Yeah. Um, So I would say most challenging was trying to, and I'm still on that journey, trying to figure out what I want to do. So I've done a little bit of tutoring this year, um, which I don't think, which I've, I've enjoyed doing, but I don't know if that's my ministry full time. Mm-hmm. Um, I have done some online teaching this year of high schoolers um, in some elective courses. I like that. That's been great. It's been a nice way to kind of continue to have a connection with kids. Um, and I couldn't imagine doing that full time. Mm-hmm. Um uh, and so I think, I think one thing that was a little daunting was last spring sitting down with my partner and knowing that I needed, that we, that we needed me to still bring in money, um, and figuring out, you know, luckily there's quite a bit of contract work out there for that teachers might be interested in contract freelance work. And so figuring out what my monthly fee, what my, excuse me, what my hourly fee was going to be, um, Uh, And, and then also I, which is a positive and a negative, I guess I kind of just applied for a bunch of different things at first and got (laughs) yeses for a bunch of different things. And so then was kind of overloaded. Uh. So I quickly, I quickly learned that um, time is money and what time Mm -hmm. I do and do not have. Um, And, but what has come from that is that it's given me the ability and I do appreciate that it's given me the ability to put my hands on a lot of different projects um and really get an idea for where i would like to focus so that's been really great um uh and um something that's been really rewarding is just the incredible flexibility of time um Mm -hmm. i think that when you're a teacher when you've always been a teacher uh, you don't realize, at least for me, I'll use a nice statement. I only ever been a classroom teacher before the school year. Um, and you don't realize the flexibility of time that other jobs can offer you mm. or more flexible jobs can offer you. Um, and so there's something nice about going to the grocery store at 10 o'clock on Tuesday, <laughs> 10 a.m. <laughs> nice. Um, or, you know, I don't know, just it, it's nice to not... Um, feel like I have to be somewhere from eight to three to make, to make my day and my life fit 
to make work fit my schedule as opposed to the other way around. Um, and I think it's also worked out well for me because I haven't needed to, um, I haven't needed to do some of the craziness with my daughter. Um, I have a, I have a three-year-old and it's been (laughs) nice to, uh, be able to be there, be around more, even though I was around a lot before, but just feel less stressed and overwhelmed Mm -hmm. because I'm trying to, um, juggle work and her like all of us do. So, or so many of us do. So positives and negatives, I'm still learning. Um, but yeah, definitely a learning curve in terms of like how much work I could handle. Um, so that I've, I've learned a lot quick can and cannot handle. I can tell that, um, it's kind of been, uh, almost a rediscovery period for you. Like you mentioned that, like, you've only ever been a classroom teacher. And I feel Mm -hmm. like a lot of educators right now that um, have a similar or exact same story, they are in the the great resignation has um, uh, started kind of like this rediscovery of who you are as an educator, right? Because once an educator, always an educator. But what does that look like outside of the classroom? Because like you said, like, there are people that are like that is their ministry right to be a classroom teacher we need those people because right like all of us can't just 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 jump ship we do need people that need that um, <laughs> that have that desire right to remain in you the classroom talk to your president and your people <laughs> about that you're right um <laughs> but right so we need those people but then we also need people to um do what you're doing, um, do what you did to jump ship and to rediscover themselves as educators. Because I feel like oftentimes we limit ourselves, but also just um, uh, schools limit us as mm-hmm. just classroom teachers. Like mm, yeah. I low key may be a leader, but y'all don't know that because y'all want me to stay. You won't give me a chance. You know what I mean? Like I low key may be a bomb curriculum writer, but again, y'all won't know that because you know y'all just confine me to these walls and these these children. So um, mm. I appreciate your. Um, it's nice to hear kind of like your period of rediscovery um, yeah. as That's- an educator. And and, yeah, and I, you know, I guess like, I very much see myself as someone, I don't know who I'll be in 10 years, but part of me feels like I will, you know, probably go back to the classroom, a more traditional classroom space in the next 10 years, depending on what that looks like. And, Mm -hmm. and I, and I do, I, I, I will say, though, I do think, yes, I agree with you that we need folks to stay. And I also, I also think that my time, my six months, eight months away from a traditional classroom has really pushed me to hope that more teachers will complicate that. Because I do think that from just my conversations with classroom teachers this year, um, because one of the, one of the myriad of things that I'm doing right now is supporting, I run, um, I work for an organization that runs support groups for teachers, um, Mm. is, uh, is hearing from folks that they're really tired and they're really burned out. Um, mm, yep. and, and I also don't, I don't know that those folks 
are going to stay in the classroom either um, mm-hmm. unless no matter how much they love children, unless there are some big things that change in the way that we run education mm-hmm. uh, in, in the, unless we really think and push for huge changes in the way that we educate. So yes. And I think there are a lot of teachers who are wondering what other options they have right now. Um, And no matter how much they love kids, um, maybe that's not curriculum writing. Maybe it's not what, you know, at all what I've been interested in, but I think there are a lot of folks who might just quit the profession period. And how do we keep folks around? I think is the other conversation or else we're going to have a more of a mass crisis of, of teachers. Um, Cause folks are tired. Facts. Yeah. True story. I was going to say, first off, I need to join that organization. Uh, Cause I need a support group. Um, and speaking of burnout, like I was just telling this guy, like it's an inch, this is an interesting space to be in. So this is the first time I felt like I not only needed, but had earned and deserved um, these breaks that we're having. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're enough in respect to what we're dealing with, um, particularly knowing that um, quiet as is kept, but maybe not quiet. Not sure we're going to return face to face immediately um, in the new year. So mm-hmm. sort of that kind of apprehension and PTSD from yeah. having to be online, if that's not your ministry, because like we've said, some people have enjoyed it, yeah. like they love it. And this is their space. I think it also depends on what grade level you're teaching, what expectations you have, whether you're a specialist or a classroom teacher, learning support, like it's different depending on where you fall in the, in the, in the space. Right. And so just that sort of like, even thinking about our students and having to send home devices and you could tell that was triggering for many. Cause I think we forget, like we, you know, dismiss students for a spring break or in my case, lunar new year and never saw them again in many mm-hmm. instances, right? So for these kids, they're like, why, why are you sending home the mm-hmm. iPad? Yep. <laughs> like, what are we doing? Yep. And you're like, well, just in case. <laughs> like, <laughs> just, a, just as a precautionary measure, or, you know, we ended uh, early. So that again, too, just coming out of nowhere and being like, hey, today's our last day together. You know, so like, yeah. it, it's a lot of triggering stuff. It's a lot of stuff coming up for people. And Similar to what you were saying, um, Nadia, as well as Sky, just this, what genuinely is my, my space right now? Because the love for the students is not enough. Like, that's not sustainable. And that's not filling the cup enough for all of the things that are emptying the cup. Yeah. And so, like you said, is this it? And I need to just completely pivot. Do I just need a break? You know, yeah. what does this look like? Because just there's there's just not that sort of like excitement and anticipation anymore. And, you know, like you said, this is my support system. So what's, what, what, what am I doing? And I need yeah. to figure it out post haste because you also can't be a classroom teacher. And, you know, you can only 
fake it till you make it for so long or you can Thanks. only keep that mask on and you have to be whole and healthy for your students especially in this time like mm-hmm. what is being asked of teachers right now is is not only unheard of but in many ways it's almost like is this sustainable is it equitable is it even fair to be asking all of these things of us in addition to what we were being asked to do from the start yeah. and so it is just like a it is hard times is hard yeah the struggle is real it's so real <laughs> i mean major struggle bus okay I think the part that's particularly cringeworthy to watch right now is we're, you know, unfortunately now entering into the second, you know, year, year three, year, whatever you want to call it. We are continuing forward (laughs) in pandemic education and no one is really, you know, Mm. I haven't seen, I haven't seen or I haven't heard any conversations about schools or districts, whether they be independent or public schools, who have really come up with a plan to um, to keep folks to to mm. you know outside of increasing pay, um, outside of um, somebody you increased know, pay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> in some, in some, it's some or adding more gene days or whatever you know ridiculous things i love crap to teachers, you know oh, we where, got that every friday is dress down day yes yeah, so we just dressing you know, down every day i'm like oh, okay, yes cool. yes okay, you're lucky cool. i'm here um, yeah, but, yeah th- th- and i'm not in pajamas and sweatpants but I would, I do hope, and this is this is what I'm looking for, really. Like, when I talk about, I think I might need 10 years to come back to teaching, mm-hmm. it's because part of me feels like I need the profession to heal before I can come back. Yeah. And I would love mm-hmm. to be part of the healing. But right now, I, I will use I statements. I feel like the schools that I've been in in the last 12 years have not been excited about healing. Um, so, like... These are schools that have had issues with teacher retention for decades, mm-hmm. um, let alone people of color teacher retention, black and people of color, BIPOC teacher retention. So, you know, like who wants to have the real conversation about like, OK, education, this isn't going to work whether we're in the moment or not. Um, mm-hmm. So how do we completely change the ways in which our children and our adults engage in and contact education to make this better but it just feels like no schools really want to have that conversation they just want to close an extra day early for winter break and hope everybody sleeps enough for two weeks and then comes back and is fine you know like (laughs) but obviously that's not going to happen um so um so yeah so I guess I guess like for me I feel like I will always I love education too much to leave it fully I will always in some shape or form be part of this world and I think I need to see folks really commit to improving and change before I could before before I can come back but I don't know I don't know but that's also very much from a Chicago lens I've mostly taught here so no one's doing anything exciting here Um, it really don't look too much different anywhere else, I to be honest. I was going to say, as somebody who's taught in different states and countries, it ain't. 
Mm. There's nothing revolutionary happening to your point, especially uh, I think the pandemic, like, you know, with so many things, it's nothing new. You know, it's almost like mm-hmm. liquid courage. It just made everything kind of clear. Yeah. And you're you're more apt to be like, oh, let me speak on it. But yeah. I'm disappointed that we had an opportunity for a revolution. And like you <sighs> said, that does not Miss the seem mark. to be happening. Yeah. It seems to be, oh, how can we go back to the way things were, yeah. but also maybe have more tech integration <laughs> or yes. make sure we're prepared for like... Um, pandemic 2.0 or so there's no like you said there's no um how do we heal how are we helping these students heal how are we helping faculty and staff heal no how do we just keep moving in the midst of it how do we build the plane while we're still flying and it's like well yeah maybe not how about we don't do that yeah that's that's real and and sitting near kind of the um trying to say this without disclosing location but sitting near kind of the tippy tippy top right of where all the the things happen where all of the the change can be made and watching Mm. nothing happen is pretty it's literally mind-boggling it's like like commissioner said you had a chance right we had a clear slate it was like okay COVID had wiped all the things every pretty much every place was closed and you had a chance to start nobody's saying that you had to come back to school with a completely different approach that's not what we were saying what we're saying is you had a chance to implement changes that would indeed lead to um uh the uh, revolution of education and it was like what were y'all doing nothing yeah obviously nothing. like you guys were planning nothing. y'all were planning and sitting in these task force and things um trying to figure out how can we um, still approach school the same way, even though this is this is our reality kind of thing. And so, exactly, it's, it's bananas to me that literally nothing changed. You're right. Like, don't forget about those those PDs about self care. I've heard some. Now I haven't oh. experienced those, <laughs> but I've heard from so many uh, other educators that are just like, yeah, you know, our admin keep telling us they keep uh, giving us all these PDs about self-care yeah. but then yes. turn around and just be like well don't forget to do here's this laundry list of things to do but yes. remember that pd about self-care though like what like or, it's not it's bananas. or when or when places and spaces do do something that's semi-radical they don't hold on to it so i always yeah. like to point back to which was not during a period of COVID, but when i very first started teaching over a decade ago 10,000 years ago, when I very first started teaching, (laughs) I was working for Chicago Public Schools, and CPS at the time was offering a semi-year-round calendar. And essentially, it was six weeks on, two weeks off. Um, so So we went back in August, but then we had, or maybe it was eight weeks on, two weeks off. I can't remember, but we went back in August. We had two weeks in October off. We had three weeks in December, and we had two weeks in April. And it was an amazing calendar and it worked really well, but the district piloted it. And then instead of sticking with it, they, um, I, and you know, I don't know all of the, I don't work for them. So I don't know all the hidden, hidden things, but um, they piloted it in some schools. And instead of then pivoting fully to it, 
they then just got rid of it. Um, And it was really disappointing. And where is that type of thinking, that type of planning, even that type of calendar um, for schools, for teachers right now, you know, like those type of simple things in people's exhaustion um, would be massive uh, right now. But yeah, yeah, that's that. I think that that is one thing that has made it hard for me to um, to see myself as a classroom teacher right now, just in the spaces mm-hmm. that I've been in, because it's like, oh, man, like, I, I don't think I could do this right now. But yeah, you all are much stronger than I am. <laughs> yeah. So similarly, because um, you don't know what you don't know, right? And so when I taught in South Korea, because of Korean holidays, Mm-hmm. We had like a week off every single month. It's like we started in August and then we had like a week off in September. We had a week off in October. We had our, um, I can't even remember if we had a November break actually because of that. And then we had our three weeks in December. Mm. And I just remember talking to my friends here and they were like, you just went back to school. Like, how are you off like every other every other month? And I was mm-hmm. like, um, you know, it's their holidays. But then also, like you said, like, that is so necessary. Yep. And you don't know it because you're so used to being in this grind system. Mm-hmm. This system where even this year for us, it was mind boggling to me that the students would have days, but we had professional development days. So we went this long stretch mm-hmm. from like mid-September yep. until Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. And unless you took a personal day, a mental health day, and then we got dinged for how, how much subs have had to come in. So between people having to be quarantined or out or take care of, you know, a child who's quarantined or out and just mm-hmm. regular life stuff, we've had more subs than like ever. But yeah. I'm like, okay, but you, you can't, it can't be both ways though. And going back to the self-care thing, like, if I can't take a mental health day or if you're going to make me feel some kind of way about requesting mm-hmm. that, we mm-hmm. have a problem. Yeah. yeah. Because Facts. I'm exhausted. Mm-hmm. I had to apologize to my students one day. I was like, you know what? I, I, I haven't always been patient or prepared this year. I'm tired. Like mm-hmm. I come home and I don't want to do schoolwork. Yeah. I have yeah. a weekend. I don't want to do schoolwork. I'm on my two-week holiday break. Haven't done a thing. I know. Haven't done a thing. Not even to the point where I'm like, you know, you're going to be stressed out if, um, you know, it gets to Sunday. Or you're going to be stressed out if they tell you this week that you're online for a week or two. But I'm like, you know what? I, I'm not doing nothing. I'm not doing schoolwork for two. Like, this is my time. Yep. To do whatever I want to do. So, what... Yeah. That is, that is, I, I feel you there. I have um, contemplated doing like, okay, maybe I'll just uh, do plan out math for the week, but I'm also like, but you're also on break. And by me being a student, that's also a teacher. Um, I'm on break from both. I don't want to do anything because um my uh, doctoral program starts a week after we go back to school. It starts up again, my new semester. And so like, I, when I say I am trying to 
um, really vacate, I am really trying to <laughs> vacate. Like, I don't want to do anything. Like, I want to, you know, get out of bed at 10 o'clock and play video yep. games. Why? Because, you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like I've earned this break. And Kamisha, you've mentioned it before, how, like, you were just like, I feel like these breaks, I've earned them, earned them this year. And that is so real. I was just talking to my uncle and he was asking how the school year was going. I was like, I'm just always exhausted. I was like, Mm -hmm. pandemic teaching is just Mm -hmm. so much more than like regular teaching was already, you know, whatever. But then you add all these added layers of uh, mass control and, and all this additional safety and just all the additional things you're tired and then in the back of your mind like you mentioned like that post-traumatic stress like in the back of your mind you, you're trying to figure out if, if you're going to get another email that somebody's been exposed it's just all kinds of things and you get home and you don't want to do anything exhausted so no I feel that that's real and then Nadia you touched on uh you know we're all women of color mm. so that's just an added layer Mm-hmm. And then being in predominantly white spaces, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's like, you know, PLCC was cool and it was, you know, refreshing and it was a reminder. But I got to be honest, I came off of that week and I was like, almost like the scales had been removed from my eyes. And I was like, this is not like what you going to do. What is what are you about to do? Because this is not a healthy space. Mm-hmm. It's just not. It's 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 a lot of it's performative and prescribed, mm-hmm. but it's not genuine, it's not deep. And you know, like you said, this is my 15th year. So we're talking about over a decade of of trying like almost being a square peg in a round hole. Mm-hmm. and this is the you know the pandemic has been like do you re- how long how much longer do you want to keep doing this mm-hmm. um so like did any of that play into your decision as well or do you feel like yeah. it's strictly just education yeah education? yeah no I definitely um was working at a um, a really toxic place. And so, so that just didn't help. I think, I think that it just compounded what, um, what was already a pretty miserable setup at that point, you know, teaching online, having taught online for a year, um, uh, you know, kids, kids, uh, exhaustion, you know, just trying your hardest to work with them and, and be there for them, but also knowing and feeling like this is not serving them right now. They are really tired. Oh, excuse me. Um, and, uh, and then dealing with, um, the, even within, even within my own home where I could still be more separate from it, still dealing with the constant, uh, oppression of being marginalized in a predominantly white school was just a lot. Um, and, and not getting any of the, or as much of the, um, bucket filling as you were talking or cup filling as you were talking, I think you were talking about earlier, Kamisha, that I usually would. So the ability to have lunch with some black colleagues or to, you know, go for a walk with a friend who I can, you know, talk to about 
somebody that's driving me crazy. You know, I think losing that um, and Zoom, I Zoom, it's like a four, it literally is a four letter word now, <laughs> you know, in the ways and the ways that it could fill some of those holes. But I really missed and do miss still. Um, but I really missed when I was in the thick of those things, having those places where I could take my mask off um, and, and really have a break. Also just being home and then, and then having a really long day at, at, with still over zoom with, with toxic coworkers and then needing to pivot and, and be, be, be myself for my, for my family, you know, like, they don't expect me to always be in a happy mood, but there's something to be said for leaving the workplace mm-hmm. and getting in your car or walking home yeah. to reset that mindset before you walk in. So I, I would yeah. say it was all those things. Toxic coworkers who had been toxic for years, but now they were toxic during a pandemic. Ooh, <laughs> what? <laughs> Being a black woman, oh. black woman in a, in a, in a, um, in a uh in a toxic workspace online um and and just feeling like again like you're saying i don't know how long this is gonna last and how much is how long this is gonna be like this but i don't think i can wait around to find out um Mm. was very much how i was feeling and then when I started looking for work, looking for other schools, then I will definitely say some PTSD. Kamisha talking about bringing out the iPad because be like, what are we doing? <laughs> um, some, some PTSD myself of like, okay, do I go to a new school right now? Um, do I take a new job at a school that I don't know um, and experience pandemic teaching with them? You know, because yeah. yeah. don't know how long. So I think as a black woman, in the midst of all the other things that are going on. So, um, and as a history teacher, which is its own interesting. So, um, it is now. (laughs) So, so, very long long response to say like, yes, the toxic, the toxic workplace definitely had a major impact on me being like, I could definitely not see myself here. Yeah. I mean, I think right as you were talking, I was just thinking about, there's just levels of the toxicity, right? So if mm-hmm. it's just going to be toxic, what level can you sustain, right? Like, are we talking Flint water? Or right. are we talking, like, just kind of in the atmosphere? Right. Because mm-hmm. you have to personally be able to handle, you know, what level of toxicity is really mm-hmm. what I'm left with. Like, okay, can mm-hmm. you what mm-hmm. level of toxicity can you handle if it's going to be toxic as a black woman mm-hmm. in this space? Mm-hmm. How much and for how long? Yep. Mm-hmm. What is your stopping point? Maintain. Yeah. Yep. For sure. And that is wild that we even have to pick the level of toxicity, right? Like if I if I have to endure the toxic atmosphere, at what level can I, like, that is wild to me that we literally have to be like, mm, can I sustain a level D or am I done at A? You know, like that is bananas that that is even like a mind frame that we have to, you know, like, am I going to just ride this out for the remainder of the year or am I going to completely jump ship? Yeah, like that is, that is bananas. 
bananas. And what is your stopping point before it becomes your breaking point? Mm-hmm. Because I, I've been broken before. Mm-hmm. Like one time I did quit a job in December. And I mm. did feel like, oh my gosh, I'm like leaving these students. But I also was like, you're also about to lose yourself. Mm-hmm. So you have two choices. <laughs> you can walk away now. Or you don't know what kind of damage and detriment you're going to cause, right? So that's also a very interesting space to be in and then also be hampered by all the cultural expectations of like contracts and two week notices and Mm -hmm. what's Mm -hmm. right and what's not right. And then Mm -hmm. again, being a black person, because I don't think I just have the I don't have the complexion of protection to just be making decisions complexion to do whatever I want. I don't have, that I don't have pre- Can to... you say it again? That is good. I don't have the complex. I, I'm pretty sure I heard that somewhere. Um, mm-hmm. I don't have the backup support to just be like, I don't want to do this anymore. I quit today, right? Yeah. Like there has to be a whole plan in place. There has to yep. be like, hey, mom, and yeah. this, that, and other. Like, all, it's like chess. Mm-hmm. And as we've been talking about, like I don't even have the capacity to. I don't even want to play the game. And yeah, I don't even want to. I don't want to strategize. Mm-hmm. I don't want to think about it. Um, I'm similar to you, Nadia. I think I just I need some time to just be. Yeah, still have to like pay my bills, but I need a minute to like reset a hard reset we call it in the classroom like we're gonna turn the lights off yep we're gonna be quiet yes yes and and i think and i think that just to validate how you're feeling i think is i think again as schools see right because i've been reading articles about districts partnering with unions to avoid mass resignations from schools you know i think there was a whole article about i think it was either seattle public schools or some seattle suburb where the union was getting a record number of emails from teachers trying to find out how they can resign and i think i think i think that um that begs for a larger conversation whether it is that you can press pause for a year and come back Um, whether it is, you know, I've always thought it's insane, um, that in such a feminized profession, people are trying always to get pregnant as close to summer as possible so they can have a break. Give me my year off. (laughs) Facts. And you're not wrong. Give me my year off. And frankly, at this point, give all of us our year off. If you've been faithful to this school or to this profession for a certain period of time, take six months and know you can come back to your job you Give know me I think, my sabbatical yes right say I it think, again you shouldn't have to get pre- you shouldn't have to like find no. i shouldn't have to get pregnant exactly. plan a surgery right exactly. like have an emergency i just be yes like, i need a like, break yes why why do i have to plan my life around school and i think that's very i think that as i think that as women of color but i think just as women in a feminized care quote-unquote care profession um, that it is very easy for the patriarchy to just take advantage of us and to be like, and to loud and support folks who, like you just said, wait for a surgery until summer or wait and, but, or don't go on a family vacation with the rest of their family because it's in, uh, March before, before winter break. So everybody else in the family goes, but you can't go. 
I think I think that part of what is going to need to change is or I want to take a mental health day and you make me jump through three million hoops. So I'm like, let me yeah. let me just be here. Yeah. Versus taking it's easier to life. easier to just be. You are right. Or exactly. to call out sick. Or to call out sick. Oh, you know, so. are you ignoring my request? Oh, you don't see my request that I've sent three times. Cool. You know what? I'm just not going to show up that day. Yep. Yeah. But I think, and I think that schools and districts, independent schools, public schools, parochial schools, I think that schools that will, I'm, I'm, I am hopeful that within the conversation of how do we retain black and brown teachers, that teachers from other marginalized identities, that part of that conversation that's going to ultimately start to happen is how do we retain any of these folks, period? And I think that some of it is going to have to be a deep look at what are the ways in which teachers have been um, coerced and um, um, bled, bamboozled, bled for a really long time, you know? And just because it's the way we've always done it- Does not make it right. Yeah, the pandemic saying it's not the way that it can continue to be done um so i don't know that's that's the that's how you get people to come back (laughs) that that would get me excited if i if i saw a school district that was like if you need it you can take up to such and such days and this and that i would be like wow they really care about changing Mm, the conversation for teachers about burnout and health and wellness and all of these things but right now gene days just ain't doing it for me like Um, what (laughs) no no thanks right and then there are there are actual districts um near me that um I heard like if you try to leave like a lot of people were leaving um right after winter break and there are Mm -hmm. a lot of districts near me that were saying like yo if you leave like they put your license on hold public they put your license on hold and so like they they have this really like intense kind of like um uh bribing way to like Mm. if you leave mid-year we're going to hold your license and you can't teach anywhere else that is the wildest thing Mm -hmm. i have ever heard in my life Mm -hmm. i said so you're going to penalize me for having to do what's best for me got Mm -hmm. it and that's why people are leaving right because that's so here's the thing i think people forget the the amount of transferable skills we have mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. so it's no different than like you know sky you were talking about administrators nothing boggles my mind in these interviews more than when they talk about well have you led yeah i have led a classroom <laughs> for 15 years yep. yeah i don't need to lead a committee i don't like i what what are we talking about i, I, I have excellent management skills Yep. Do you want the references from my students or my families? Like, which one do you want? Yep. But to Nadi's point, we have transferable skills. Even if that transferable skill is going to be a barista somewhere where my schedule and my time are more like, so it's just, it is mind boggling to me that you would kind of put that ultimatum or put that threat out there to somebody. Like, mm. not only are you going to lose whatever, but you ain't going to be able to teach again. Well, some of these people don't want to teach. So really all you're doing is light and fire. Like, cool, cool. You suspended right. my license. Great. Cause, cause like Nadia said, I wasn't sure if I wanted to go teach somewhere else, but now thank you for answering that question for me. And I'll go figure out something else. Mm. Yeah. Right. 
So, so that flight attendant sounding real good. Right about that. Okay. <laughs> That is okay. just wild. That is wild. It I, is. That is. That is some wild. That is I, some wild stuff, and it's also just really sad. I can't even imagine like having to make the choice between like my mental health and my teaching license. What? Yes. No. No. That thanks. you worked yes. for and you earned. That's like somebody yes. saying we're about to take your degree. You can't take my degree. <laughs> yes. And I earned it. What are you talking about? It's yeah. not, you can't revoke it. It's not null and void. It's always mine. I invested right. in myself. So what, first off, also, this is nonsense. And it sounds like other social constructs, like y'all just made that up. Yeah. You literally just made that up the other day because people are fed up. Yeah. So you were like, hey, what can we do? And the, the other piece of this, which this is another conversation for another day, but all these people making these decisions, they still making their thousands and their G's and their millies. Like oh, I yeah. saw a um, a chart of what head of schools make at independent schools, and I was like, "You've got to be! I'm I'm gonna go ahead and go, you've got to fucking be kidding me! Yeah, <laughs> you have to yeah. literally." And they sign contracts be, for five to eight years at a time. Y- yeah. Yes, <laughs> you have to be kidding me. Uh huh. Yeah. Don't have don't I'm not a part of the conversation that you're having because mm-hmm. you're making like a milli. Mm-hmm. I don't make them. I don't even make a quarter of a milli. <laughs> right. So we not having we not even at the same table having the same conversation. But you're making decisions. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. about my my life. Okay, yeah. cool, 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 yeah. cool, cool. Yeah superintendents too for the, for these districts yeah they make it oh. quarter of a quarter of a meal yeah. to Good. sometimes you know half depending on the district and it's yeah. like some of these people don't have masters like me so when we talk I, about have i, I managed I, or led anything say it I'll again. Be like wait a say minute again. have i say it have again is there led anything have you have you <laughs> gone to school for anything other than yes and management also- and also in an incredibly feminized profession, most of the people that are superintendents and heads of school are also yep. male. Yeah. So how white you, male. Let's how let's be specific. Have, white yeah, male. How do you have like, you know, in a room of teachers, depending on what the grade level is, but especially in an elementary school space, a yeah. hundred <laughs> women and or a hundred people that identify as women and maybe two people that identify as men. And one of those men ends up as principal or head of school. You know, it's just, it, it is, it is. Yeah. There are a lot of, there are a lot of things to work through. <laughs> Facts. And you're right. It may take, it may take that 10 years. So I think that was a solid, uh, that was a solid amount of time. It's going to take us that, that, that full 10 years to figure it out. Oh my yeah. goodness. Yes. Mind numbing and mind boggling. All at yes. the same time. I know. It's crazy. It is crazy, but Nadia, I thank you for your perspective though. Like this is, like it's have like you know you hear about the great resignation. Um, you know I see it in in teacher groups on social media all the time. But to actually speak with someone who has um, taken the leap and um, yeah, you know had had hiccups, but you you you're finding your niche and you're you're doing the thing. Yeah. And so. Um, Thank you. And, yeah. And, yeah. I, and, I, and I would say to folks, like, unfortunately, right now is not the easiest time to advocate for yourself within your school because because um, everyone's tired. But I think I think that one thing that helped me to feel like I 
was ready to move on was because I had advocated for myself so much and had come up against so much resistance that I was like, I think I'm just done. Yeah. Um, and so I would say for folks that don't feel like, you know, I definitely have a certain amount of privilege that I want to own in being able to say, and I'm done. Um, and for folks who, you know, can, cannot, cannot take that, um, do not have that privilege, cannot have that opportunity. I think that, that we can still, and they can still be advocating for themselves right now, partnering with other teachers to advocate for themselves and, or starting to kind of look around. It's not a bad thing to peek around, see what else is out there and maybe take a mid-year pivot. Um, it might hurt your heart for a while, but if you're sleeping better, if your mental health is better, then I would say it's worth it. So that's just my two cents. <laughs> yeah, I'll be talking to you off the mic. So uh, <laughs> time for your girl. Thank you Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'll, I'll let you know about my continued journey. Let's see where I am a year from now. For sure. And you, yes. you know, you can always come back. So yes, know. thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, again, for joining us. Thank you for supporting us. Hope you gathered some great notes from this episode. As always, I'm Kamisha. I'm Sky. School is in session.